This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by UBCP ACTRA, a.k.a. the Union of British Columbia Performers. UBCP is an autonomous branch of the Alliance of Canadian Cinema, Television, and Radio Artists, the national organization of professional performers working in the English language recorded media in Canada. For more information about UBCP ACTRA, visit ubcpactra.ca. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast, where we pull back the curtain and expose the beating heart of the Vancouver film and television industry, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work. Capital T, capital W. I'm Sabrina Ronnie Firminger, and today, Well, today I am bringing you a very special episode, capital V, capital S, capital E, of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. How very special an episode? Well, for one thing, this is episode 233, aka the first episode of our fall 2022 season. We're back. We're nailing it. We continue to exist. And to celebrate this monumental milestone, I am delighted to welcome to the pod the cast and showrunner of your soon-to-be favorite show. Actors Amelia Baranitz, Jennifer Tong, and Richard Harmon, and showrunner David Turco. Fakes is the story of two best friends, played by Amelia and Jennifer, who accidentally build one of the largest fake ID empires in North America. They move into a downtown penthouse, have more cash than they know what to do with, and then get raided by the feds. One of them goes to jail and the other doesn't. Fakes is a story of their ultimate betrayal, told through each of their POVs with regular fourth wall breaks. Richard is Trist, who might or might not be something of a dirtbag. This is a comedy drama with two unreliable narrators who are both competing for the last word. Fakes will only be available in Canada exclusively on CBC Gem and will only be available on Netflix outside of Canada. Look, there's a lot to love about fakes. It is Vancouver through and through. It was filmed here and it's set here and it's rich with Metro Vancouver talent and inside jokes. It's funny and it's exciting and it's thrilling and it's smart and it's well acted and it moves really fast like Honestly, way too fast, David. That is my only comment. Move too fast. Need more episodes right now. It's well titled. Fakes aren't just the titular IDs, but also the fronts we put up to protect ourselves. It's about perception and self-deception. Big stuff for 21-minute episodes. And I also love how we're not sure how much any of this is actually based in reality. We are told at the top of every episode, some of this actually happened but like legally we made it up. But then when I was setting up this conversation with the CBC publicist, he sent me an email with the words, this is not based on a true story, bolded and highlighted in yellow and underlined. Who to believe? And does it even matter? 
I'm speaking to you from the past. It is August 30th. This series hit CBC Gem on September 1st. Today, we're speaking with the bright lights behind this very real show about fakes to understand where they stand on perception and deception and all the fun stuff behind the smart fun show. Amelia Branitz, Jennifer Tong, Richard Harmon, David Turco. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. They're on mute, but thank you for having us. Oh, no! <laughs> on mute! <laughs> okay, David, <laughs> let's, let's start with you. We're going to put you in the hot seat um, because fakes did come from your brain. What's going on in your brain that this is... No, no that's not my question. From where did you get your inspiration? And actually, can we confirm the genre of the show? Because I kept... I, I read comedy drama... But I'm like, well, but it's so funny, but it's thrilling. But I want, but what, what is it? What is it? So what is it, David? Oh my God. Uh, so many questions. Uh, yeah, I mean, off the top, um, a comedy drama is, is what we call it. I mean, um, I, uh, we don't want to shy away from the more heartfelt, dramatic moments, but at the same time, um, there's a lot of fun we want to have and want to make you laugh at the same time. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a fine line we walk throughout the series, but I, I think kind of that is the sweet spot that we try to try to send in for the show. Okay. Well, and I, I laughed and I cried multiple times. So you definitely did that. Excellent. Okay. So where, from where did you draw your inspiration then? Like wh where did fakes come from? Yeah. I mean, I, um, I was really interested in kind of exploring this um, story of two best friends and really talking about um, friendships at that age because you know your best friend in early adulthood is really like the closest person in your life I mean that relationship when you get older it kind of becomes more reserved for your partner or your spouse but at that time in your life um, that person really knows everything about mm -hmm. you you know they, know they know what you want to do they know who you have a crush on who you want to be dating um, so I really kind of wanted to explore a show with those themes and kind of telling that story um, and you know I kind of figured out a way to kind of mesh that with this kind of larger crime trope of the fake IDs of it all. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, put those two together and that kind of, you know, eventually became what the show was. Is it true? Is it fake? Is it partly true? Should I believe the publicist? Should I believe the title card? What is going on here, David? Or does it Le matter? Does legally, it matter? We, legally, we made it all up. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking to the script. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good, good. Uh, I'll, I'll let the publicist know that you said that. Okay, Amelia, <laughs> Jennifer, Richard, what was your original response to the material? You know, and, and why did you want to do this show? You're all flailing at each other. You do it, or you do it. I, I'm a pick. Jennifer, please. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think for me, as soon as I got the audition request and read the sides and the script, it was like, I was hooked because, you know, first of all, it's it's not often that I feel like Vancouver actors get to audition for comedies because mm. we have a lot of comedies that shoot here. And so that was refreshing to see. And also, I mean, the, the script is just so well written and I was just reading it and laughing and crying just like just by reading the first two episodes and um the role of Rebecca was like an absolute dream come true because she's just like such a fun character and also like fully fleshed out. And mm. I think um, not something that I get to read for very often, which is, um, you know, really, really nice. So yeah, I was hooked right away. 
Me too, but I'm I'm just the viewer. I, I'm not that. What, what about you, Amelia? What was it about the? What was your response material? Why'd you want to do it? Uh, I mean, agreed with so much. I mean, the script was just really what obviously just hooked me. I felt like I found the the way that the story was being told was also very interesting, like going between perspectives and the fourth wall breaks. It was just something that I've never had an opportunity to audition and have that kind of element in it. Um, so I found that to be so intriguing and just like a great challenge as an actor. Um, but yeah, Zoe also just felt really connected to her and I felt that all the characters were just really well thought out and, and well fleshed out. So. Yeah, they're also likable and also moments of totally like unlikable mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so real. Yeah. And I never thought that I was going to, when I first see Richard on screen, who is always funny to me, he plays like the most despicable people mostly. Uh, and so I was like, oh yeah, it's another Richard Harmon dirtbag here. Sit there and I'm like, oh. And then like his episode like comes up, I'm like, oh, so much more there. <laughs> so much more than meets the eye. Yeah, so what about you, Richard? What was oh. your response to material? Oh God, it was fantastic. Um, Again, like... I saw all the same things these two saw in it, which was that kind of speed and that pacing that you mentioned earlier that makes the show kind of what it is. It was right there on the page. Mm-hmm. Like the pacing, like you finish those episodes, even reading them so fast and like it just made, it just jump, 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 jump. Uh, so I really liked that. I had a previous, I'll say a previous relationship with uh, David. <laughs> and so I kind of saw him starting to, uh, developed this from the very beginning. And I knew from the very beginning that when he was like, would you ever want to, <clears throat> if we ever made this, would you kind of want to do this character? I was like, yes, yes, I would. And then, you know, he actually got it made. And then the, the, the job of actually getting it was, you know, we had to go further with that. And I'm very, very, very glad that he was able to convince them to let me do this role because it's like you said, there's so much to him. I got to play so many different versions of this character just because of kind of what these two characters thought about him and what mm-hmm. they wanted to portray him as. Is he stupid? Is he funny? Is he scary? Is he all these things? And then, like you said, when you get to the time where you can kind of see an untainted version of him midway through the season, I just thought that was such a great opportunity to be able to do all these things and make people care about a character that you aren't exactly sure what his intentions are, because I think the two young ladies aren't entirely sure what his intentions are either. Mm. I find it amazing, David, that you would have to fight anybody to get Richard on the on the show. Like, was it real throwdown, you know, to be like, I want Richard Harmon. No, like, it, no. it wasn't. It wasn't a fight. <laughs> I, I love how formal you make it sound by previous relationship. <laughs> Well, I thought it might have been something sketchy. You have a sketchy relationship like you. (laughs) We've known each other for 26 years. So we've known each other since preschool. So um, like, uh, yeah. (laughs) Some follow-up questions. Yeah, but what was Richard like in preschool? Was he like, was he like this? He hasn't changed changed a bit, yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, I also, I thought, I I thought, the popcorn story, is that what you said? That's the story that makes you realize that I've been this person for my Oh my God. So we were on a road trip with our other friend, Mike, and there was a bag of popcorn that the two of them were supposed to be sharing. 
and uh, how old were we? We were probably, probably six or seven. Yeah, old enough to know better. Richard didn't want to share it, so his solution was to spit in it, and then uh, <laughs> and then Mike didn't want any more popcorn after that. Oh, <laughs> back. It was amazing. Wow. That yeah. is, um, that's the darkest story that I've ever heard about uh, Richard Harmon, especially uh, knowing the Harmon family. That's a. Uh... You ask what preschool Richard Harmon was like? Yep. He's a sick so, guy. Hasn't changed. <laughs> hasn't changed at all. Um, I, I also wanted to, to kind of touch on something, though, that Amelia was saying, David, about how in Vancouver, Actually, and Jennifer is saying this too, we don't often get the opportunity, the actors here don't often get the opportunity to, to read for comedies. You know, we don't have, we have not had a lot of comedies. We're, we're not a go-to place for, for the comedy genre, comedy drama genre. That is definitely changing. Um, wh what is your response to that, you know? And, and did you have to, you know, did you consider taking this elsewhere to film in another more funny part of, of Canada? Or? <laughs> I don't even know where that would be. <laughs> yeah. where's, the funny, where's the funny part? Where's the funny part? Here. here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can hear. No, I mean, like, it, it, it uh, it's always been set here since day one. So, like, from, from the very first pitch of the show and, and the, you know, the, the inception of the idea, uh, I, I always wanted to set it in Vancouver. Um, and that was, you know, a big part of the show and a selling point for the show. Um you know, with regards to comedy, I mean, I, I think that's that's probably just a reflection also of what does shoot here in terms of the type of shows that um, that come through. But I mean, it was such a treat to actually have uh, Vancouver able to play itself because that also doesn't happen very often mm -hmm. at all. But uh, no, it wasn't a battle. No one was like, oh, I'll move it to more funny city out east. I don't know what that would be. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, if you have an idea about what are Canada's funniest cities, please. No, don't at me. I don't want to know. Um, I did love all the little the little things in there about Ernest Ice. Like I noticed Ernest Ice Cream and comments about West Vancouver. Like I do love all those little special things that I think people in Vancouver will love. And then, you know, people on the outside that helps to kind of flesh out the idea of Vancouver and that we're absurd and, and all of that. Um, Okay. I just shamelessly want a lifetime supply of Ernest Ice Cream, but they haven't messaged me yet. So, well, they haven't seen it yet, though, right? So, once they see it, no, you know what? Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll, they'll see it. It's uh, and it's in a very special part as well. So, um, okay, let us let us talk about Zoe, Becca, and Trist, Amelia, Jennifer, Richard. What what are some things as these characters that you got to do on this show that you had not ever had the chance to do before? You, know, you put on the skin suits of these characters. That sounds really gross. It's not the kind of show, but you know, you know, you, you put on you put on the character. What did you get to do, Amelia? We'll start with you this time. Um. Well, I felt like, as I said, Zoe just had such a, a great like. She was really well fleshed out, and her art is really interesting. So, as much as I. Well, I really related to her at the beginning of the series. She goes through this transformation, which I've never had the opportunity to play a character that just really comes into their own, is finding their own power. Mm. And I actually felt like I myself was also kind of going on that journey along with her. Um, just that, you know, for Jen and I, it was our first leading role and we were doing that together and it was overwhelming and so <laughs> exciting and just all the emotions but you know as the as we the series went on and we were shooting and, and it just I, I don't know I just felt like I kind of 
gain some confidence character yeah exactly exactly. and that was that was really special yeah what about for you jen jennifer jet but is it jen or jennifer sorry either or um you can call me jen um yeah so i i mean like amelia said first time being like the lead of anything like a like a like a show and so um first time you know being there on set from like call to rap like every day so that was really interesting and it really felt like a second home and especially because I felt like uh all the cast and crew got along really well so that was awesome um in terms of like fun stuff that I got to do I felt like I got to do a lot of cool stuff that I haven't ever Mm. before like I rode a horse uh, (laughs) one day and um that was sick um incredible scene partner so doesn't remember the horse's name yeah i'm sorry David, do this you is remember? all this is all bull she doesn't even remember her co-star's name the horse why is he putting me on live <laughs> i do not know that's what, what have i done for. um but yeah the horse that was awesome i got to i i mean i did my first stunt which, which yeah, is cool i did yeah. a little tackle great tackle. um and that was really really fun that was the first time i ever did an on-screen stunt um and yeah like Amelia said um being able to stay with a character throughout an entire season was very very interesting um because Rebecca also has an incredible arc and goes through um a lot of changes and that was just so fun and interesting to get to play yeah um okay Richard yeah. Well, what about you? You know, I, I find it interesting, though, you know, like Jen and, and Amelia are talking about, you know, what they they found is, you know, being like, you know, series leads and stuff. It's an experience that you have had before. You know, were were you did you feel a responsibility to be there to provide guidance or, you know, like we're you're like, I'm I'm the elder on the set. I'm going to. <laughs> I was actually going to bring that up because. Yeah. Before we started, I absolutely kind of thought that and wanted to like take on that response to help them through. You did, doing it. but like nearly as much as you you two would have like that I would have thought. Like you two fell into those roles so well from the beginning. I remember you can ask David. I texted him after like the first two days, and I was like, "They don't need my help." <laughs> and you guys did come to me for certain things, sure, but like you you didn't need my help. You fell into those roles so perfectly. And it's hard. Like I'm aware of like how hard it is to, to take those two number one spots. Cause it truly is. If we had two number ones mm-hmm. um, and I just got to be, have fun and go in there every once in a while and just like mess up their plans <laughs> and do all that. But it, I can't speak enough to the, to the respect that I have for the two. I think I've said it to you many times, but I'm really, really proud of you. Um, yeah. So before what was what was the question? I don't even know. This was such a lovely moment unfolding yeah, on screen. Yeah. It's kind of I emotional closure that I did not get from the show. Every single time. It's like David, though, you know, to watch like there. I mean, so listeners can't see this, but you know, the the three actors are all in the same place right now. They're all in one little Zoom room, and you know, and David, you're you're in a separate place, but large room, large room, little screen, you know, but like. Chemistry for this show is really important. Relationships, you know, between the characters and the dynamic tension and all that, really important. 
how, how what did you do as the showrunner to to establish or to build or to foster chemistry? You know, and is that something that you can do as the as the showrunner? You know, to to I, I know I have like like Barbie dolls when I used to smash them together and be like, <laughs> you love each other. <laughs> It's not no, how I mean, relationships work. No, I wish I could take credit for it, but truly it's all them. I mean, it's just like the, the show lives or dies by, by the chemistry of Zoe and Rebecca and, um, you know, Amelia and Jen just manifest that perfectly. I mean, we, we knew that just from, you know, their first chemistry test. And we, when we were casting too, that was all, over zoom. Cause it was, you know, kind of peak COVID that um, hmm. two of them actually didn't meet in person until um, after they were cast and we were doing rehearsals before um, starting production. But uh, yeah, no, really, it's just like, um, I think I've said it before. I swear it feels like you guys have known each other in a past life. Cause it's just, you, you guys got along so well uh, from the first time I saw you guys together and it really shows on screen. I'm nodding. Listeners can't see that, but yes, I, I agree. It really does show on screen. Um, I, I do want to talk, we'll, we will talk about ideas around perception and deception because I, that stuff really fascinated me. And I, I, I was surprised how much I was thinking about that after I watched the, the first season. Um, but before I move on to that, I do want to talk about the experience of filming. Tell me some about like, maybe each one, each one of you four can, can tell me like one or more memorable moments, you know, from set that like, you know, either it was so fun or it was the most challenging thing ever. And you're going to talk to your lawyer about it, you know, um, who hasn't gone to <laughs> you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Never, it never happens. I've told you. Imagine the whole thing. Yes, Richard. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not going first. Uh, I could go first if you yeah. want. Yes, please, Richard. I mean, I mean, definitely one. There were so many things. Um, but the one I have to say was I remember David and I on the first day when I pulled up to set and then I was in my wardrobe and everything. I had my peroxide blonde hair. <laughs> And we just came in and we hugged and I just remember both of us just being like, we did it, brother. Mm. Like, we did it. And that was, yeah, I can't, I can't beat that. So that was, yeah. that was immediately it. And then you spit in his popcorn. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm territorial like that. David's mine. So yeah, I'll say <laughs> Previous. Previous. <laughs> it's forever and ever. All right. Who is next? Uh, David. <laughs> oh, man. You want me to follow that? <laughs> this is like such a nice question, too. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that 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 was surreal. I mean, just being able to to work with you and knowing you for so long. I mean, um, it was also just like actually shooting the same places we went growing up. Like I remember there were a couple of nights we had down Almoside by Lionsgate Bridge and the same places I'd go as a teenager. And, you know, we're shooting these two characters who are going there now. Um, and yeah, I was just giggling, pinching myself that whole time. Like we got the beach to ourselves, like we're running this <laughs> for the night. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't have a better anecdote than that. Um, what about, what about challenge? Like what, what was like one of your more challenging days that you as the showrunner faced? 
I mean, I think you're always battling time with any, any show. I mean, no matter the size, you're always going to not have enough time or not have enough money. Um, we definitely had an ambitious schedule and, uh, you know, just again, having such a frenetic pace that we have a lot of scenes that we try to fit into a day. So it's always a, you know, you're doing your best to make your days. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there wasn't any day I can point to and be like, oh, that was hell. Like, no, I mean, we, we had a fantastic crew. Um, you know, I think the the penthouse days were a lot of fun because that was that was actually our only studio build uh, was our penthouse. And then we kind of shot all of the raid stuff over two and a half, three days. So those are uh, those are a bit crazy, just, you know, having 70 plus extras in a small space and having all of the cast and crew around. But uh, again, it was just fun. Like, we, <laughs> you got to have fun when you're doing it. We're making TV, like, you know. Yeah. All right. Jennifer, okay. Amelia, you've had time to think. What you got for me? I feel like I didn't have anything and now I have too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm going to say... Uh, like Rebecca does a lot of snacking throughout the season. She's a cereal snacker and so am I. And I would say that the, I think what was super exciting was they were giving me like snacks that I ate growing up, like snacks that you find at Asian supermarkets and like, like hot flakes or rice crackers and stuff. And when I first saw that, I was like amazed because you don't ever see that in mainstream media. Mm. And so I was just so excited by it. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll snack on this for 17 takes. Like, no problem. Um, until we decided to um, take jello shots in one in one scene. Non alcoholic, I was. -alcoholic. You know, those little like. <laughs> David's that like, sounds even worse, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, those little like snack uh lychee or whatever love those they have mango ones and, and yeah colorful and stuff and we thought it'd be funny if we like took them as like shots like we did this like bar kind of uh shot and after after we thought it was a really funny idea um but after you know take 11 we didn't feel so good not in good shape no no but it was worth it, it. Do it for the art. Yes. I can tell you they're lying because we never had time for 11 takes. <laughs> you, guys got, you guys got 11 takes on your stuff? We weren't even rolling at that point. We just kept saying it to the jello shots. Yeah. We were setting up somewhere else. That's what they always told me, but now I'm believing it. It's just they had their priorities elsewhere. All right, Amelia, it all comes down to you. Um... Well, I have to say, I mean, every day was obviously so fun, but I think for me, the most memorable and the most surreal was probably just when we were filming like our audition mm -hmm. scenes. Mm -hmm. And um, one in particular, we, it was like at the very end, like one of the last days that we were shooting. And that was just like, yeah, I don't know, like, oh my God, it's happening. It's on its feet. It's actually like, this is the the end result product and everything I've worked so hard towards here it is so that was that was really cool to see from both of you because yeah the the opening monologues you guys have in one and two i think you you probably ran that more than any other scene right because that was in in your audition and then rehearsals as well but yeah yeah and then yeah like you said we shot that probably in the final week of shooting so that was kind of a nice bookend i guess to kind of start and finish the character for the season that, that was really cool to kind of see that come to life yeah definitely surreal. 
we've run those teams so many times in terms of like, yeah, like staging and then callbacks and rehearsals and chemistry reads and stuff like that. And so it was like, oh my gosh, we're, uh, yeah, we're actually doing putting it into the world now. (laughs) It's out there. It's out there. It's out there. So I, I mean, I've had, as I said before, like I watching the show got me thinking a lot about deception, perception, self-deception, the lies we tell others, the lies we tell ourselves. And you managed to like take these huge, big ideas and put them into this like thrilling, exciting, you know, funny show. You know, it's like you're tricking me into thinking big thoughts. Um, But how did doing the show change your ideas around perception and deception, you know, if at all. And that's a question for all of you. See all the wheels turning. Yeah. Not been asked that yet. So that's super. Like to have at least one. Yeah. Great question. Um, I'll take the compliment. (laughs) (laughs) I like how what you said about like fakes is like fake IDs, but also, yeah, like the the facade that we put on. Um, Damn. <laughs> uh, watch and learn, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys, very good. Uh, yeah, like the facade that you like put on for yourself to show other people, and I think for Rebecca's character, obviously, I think especially at the beginning of the season, she is hiding a lot from her family, um, you know, from, um, you know, people she goes to school with and stuff. But I, I, I truly believe that the one person that she is, you know, at the beginning of the season, uh, 100% real with is Zoe. And that's what makes their relationship so special. Um, and I think throughout the season, we see that, facade um we see that facade kind of break down and and um she becomes more vulnerable um yeah that's that's kind of how i see those things playing into the the show for for my character yeah well i mean yeah like really i found it just really interesting again just how the story is being told because it had me thinking you know in life like we remembered things a little differently too mm-hmm. and I'm always like okay who are they talking to <laughs> like who are they trying to convince that like because yeah. they're trying to have the last word so it's like they're even though maybe they remembered it differently or is it that they're just maybe retelling it differently to like mm-hmm. they want to have the last word or mm-hmm. like they're leaving out stuff so yeah it's not some of it on purpose some yeah, of it yeah exactly. some of it they've convinced actually, themselves yeah, that that actually yeah, is exactly. what happened and then the other side of it is trying to maybe yeah. lie yeah. yeah who are they talking to that was another thing like who are, are they lying to themselves like lying awake at night being like i don't know and i want to ask yeah. questions and i'm looking at the wall behind david and does he have season two written on those post-it notes <laughs> and i don't know <laughs> <laughs> all right let's zoom in let's just we're gonna take yeah. a quick <laughs> Um, but yeah, what, what about for you, Richard? You know, I mean, a lot of the characters that you've played in the past are, are liars or, you know, lied to, they, he, they lied to themselves or, you know, and this is a, I would I say, what are your more honest characters, weirdly? I, all the characters, I was going to say, I think he tells the truth yeah. the most for what, like, you know, from their 
perception because it is still from the two young ladies perception so to them he's telling the truth maybe he's telling the truth maybe he's not i think for me the thing that i played with the most and i talked to david about it a lot is him realizing that he it's maybe a lie that he tells himself that these two characters respect him and as the longer we go the more that i was like david it's heartbreaking even as me to find out i and like the more scripts we got i was like they don't respect him at all and it's really hurtful like that's that was the thing that i kind of came to as an actor was like it hurts it hurt me as the actor and it hurts the character of tris like he he thought that they have this respect for him and they don't at all what can we say yeah so that, was, <laughs> that was a lot of fun to kind of dive into the like the sort of the pain that he's in through the lies that they tell and through the the dishonesty from the both of them mm. it hurts him like it really does and you see that towards the end of the season without giving anything away yeah it's big stuff yeah. david are do you like what, what you know you're hearing your actors talk you know um hearing me kind of like ramble about, about all of the issues the, the thoughts and questions and emotions that i experience you know what are your thoughts about about this reaction to you know how you play with perception and deception and self-deception and self-perception you know <laughs> in this in this first season yeah no i mean it's, it's not rambling at all those, those are great questions i mean um it's also really nice to hear all these themes that we kind of, you know, we talked about this a lot in the writing. So it's nice that that, that came through, but I mean, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's always been a big part of the story and kind of what really excited me about it was just, you know, um, two sides to the story. Right. And kind of, you know, we always did talk about what the objective truth was when we were writing and then how we can skew that to Becca's side and Zoe's side. Um, and then, you know, every little scene, it's like, okay, whose episode is this? how would they show that? Because they would want to paint themselves in a better light. Would they admit that to us as an audience or would they try to hide that? So, you know, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to make sure that you, you know, you reveal more about a character because of what they decide to show you. And you're also still telling this cohesive story throughout because there is an objective truth and you, you can follow that when you kind of see both sides of the story, you can piece them together and then you understand what actually happened. But yeah, uh, yeah it was definitely um, a lot of fun to, to track and to write that. Um. I am hoping that everybody who has been listening so far, who has not watched the series has paused and gone to watch all, all 10 episodes and then come back to listen because, and if you haven't done it, please do it now. Okay. Thank you. Welcome back. Because there's one, I mean, it's there, there's strong performances all throughout really strong supporting characters. I have a personal favorite though, of all of the supporting characters. Um, and that is the character played by Maitreya. And I realized in this moment that I've never said her last name. I want to say it's Shawara, but I don't think it's that because <laughs> I made a bunch of uh, consonants, but it's the character, but character Sally played by Maitreya. Do you guys know how to say her last name? So embarrassing. Scar I would say Scarwinner, yeah. Scarwinner, Scarwinner. Um, the character, this, Musi love you. <laughs> this character who I, I over the top, lots of heart, musical theater, high school drama nerd that I definitely saw myself in. I went to a performing arts high school, was a rent head in the 90s. Like that was that was me. And what my so I want I want to hear. Um, uh, I don't know. Tell me about Matreya, Sally. Tell me about, you know, like, because there are some scenes where she is just 
given her and you know you're looking at her with um you know like jen and amelia looking at her with like you know disgust or rage or whatever i'm like were you really like swallowing laughter like tell tell me about like what's going through your you know your mb and i will say david when season two comes please my i would love i would love a sally an episode told from (laughs) sally's perspective it's not the first time i've heard that (laughs) good the people want it the people want it uh sally i mean matreya just absolutely embodies that character so well and um yeah the commitment (laughs) it was amazing to watch like there was a scene um i don't was she supposed to do like a scottish accent oh okay Scene. This was incredible. For there's me, a, there's I a puppet was scene. Amazed. Yeah. Um, just like yeah. threw her in there. I think we had like 15 minutes to like get the scene because it was at the end of the day or something, but they didn't schedule nearly enough time because we needed like 20 minutes to get all the giggles out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. it was just impossible to keep a straight and to keep a straight face. And I think at that point our characters we were kind of fed up with um Yeah, we were supposed to be like Sally Shenanigans, like yeah. stuff. Let's but get this over. Sally yeah. But it was just like her and that puppet, she just the commitment yeah. and like the different like rubbed yeah. her face. Exactly. Yeah. She had like yeah. a, a connection with the puppet and it was like she just went for it and we lost it. Like Ugh. I think yeah. I think the crew got a little frustrated because they were like, hello, we gotta go. No, the crew had to understand. They had to understand. We're like, I need a timeout. Yeah. Yeah. So good. She's She's incredible. She was so great. Yeah. Truly. I, from very early on, as soon as she stepped on and I had kind of seen, even before we had had our one mini scene together that we have, or we don't even talk, I just sort of see her from across, (laughs) across the party and she's just sort of like, dancing around teapotting and doing whatever the heck she was doing and I was like okay that's fantastic and ever since that I've had David can attest to this I all I ever suggest to him in future ideas is like okay Tristan Sally need to have like more stuff together because I think those two together they're two people that are completely (laughs) misunderstood and like actually I think deep down inside have some goodness in their heart (laughs) but and they're different as well, but I think that they would be really funny together. And I was like, give me a chance to work with you. Really <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. The people want it. The people want it, David. Um, I, I know, I know you might not be able to say yet, or, you know, no one's prepared to say yet, but like, do we, do we, do we know what's going on with season two? Have you, are you able to say anything at this point or who, okay. This, this is my question. Who, if people want, and people will want, if people want more fakes, I want more fakes. What do I do with that? <laughs> Who do I need to call? Oh, um, I can tell you that I'm in the writing room for season two right now. So I can say that. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's, that's good. Yeah. All right, so who do I yell at for season three? No, that's that's amazing. <laughs> that's great to hear. That's great to also, hear. Also, like to everybody out there, just we were discussing it earlier. Leave your television on with fakes <laughs> on repeat for maybe just like a month, yeah. just a month. Blow up CBC yeah, just Channel like, in a good way. <laughs> just keep it on repeat. Don't watch anything else. And when you leave the house, keep it on for your cat or your dog. <laughs> I've been told my voice is soothing. 
So, you know, that's do that. <laughs> my mom told me that. Love how both Sabrina and I frown at that, but that's... that's, that's <laughs> I was yeah, reflecting on reaction. the amount both. of shouting and screaming yeah, that, uh, that your character... <laughs> that your character does. Um, actually, my next question is kind of a, ser- uh, a serious one, David. Like, I just, I don't want to bring it down. Um, yeah. But it's it's about, you know, like, as, as fun as, as fake says, and it's so fun, I'm so happy about season two. It, it also, it, it I feel like it reflects the current climate, the current global climate in some way. You know, it's escapism, but it, it also hits close to home, at least for me, in a lot of ways that I can't really express. Is, is that something like that you feel as well? Like, is there something, uh, you know, in fakes that feels like you holding up a mirror to what's going on in, in society? Yeah, I mean, um, I think when Tabby and I were writing it, we really did set out to write um, what felt real and, and honest and true to us in terms of who these two young women are and kind of what they're going through. Um, we, we didn't really sit down and go through the news and say, oh, we want to comment on this politically or kind of go into this uh, this particular theme. But I, I think like, you know, it just, everything that was heartfelt, it's because it came from there, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of like what we were trying to say with these these characters. Um, it's something that, you know, has either happened or, or we know people who has gone through. So I, I think, you know, not being afraid to lean into that authenticity, I think kind of helps with that with that feeling. Um, but no, I mean, we, we weren't kind of trying to, um, overtly say, um, any one thing in particular. I mean, it was, it was more just all rooted in character in terms of who these, who these two young women are and, and kind of how they would approach things and just what, you know, what going through that time in your life is like. Yeah. Gosh, guys, Amelia, Jennifer, Richard, and David, what a goddamn pleasure it's been to have you on the Your screen scene podcast today. I love your show. I will be shouting about it from all of the rooftops. So Amelia Bernatz, Bernatz, uh, Jennifer Tong, Richard Harmon, David Turco, where can our fans find you, follow you, celebrate you on social media, not in real life? Um, I am on Instagram and Twitter. It's my, I think my handle is underscore Jen Tong. Um, yeah. Um, I'm Instagram, Amelia Bananas. Uh, yeah, Instagram and Twitter, Richard S. Harmon. Richard S. Harmon. And someone took mine, so I had to use my middle initial. Bullshit. And what about you? I, I have no social media, but I'm oh, thinking cool. of getting it. Actually, make sure you so. use the hashtag David Turco Law whenever you're using it. That's how we're keeping track of all yep. of David's tests. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, look to the footnotes for this episode for, for all of the different links. Uh, thank you, all four of you, for being here today for our wait. I got to scroll back up to see what episode this is. We've had so many. Our 233rd episode. Wow. Wow. Our season opener, the fall season opener. Thank you. And at least, I don't know, I think Richard's been on three. This is my third. Yeah, I think it's your third. third, Yeah. Yeah. Two thirds without me, really. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this this is true. This is true. Well, thank you all for being here. Thank you. Oh, and I will say before I say all my thank yous in the credits, listeners, 
you want to watch this show. It is very, very important that you do uh, because I love it. And a lot of love went into the show. So take all the love and then tweet at me, tweet at all of us. Tell us what you think and tell your friends and friends of friends and friends of friends of friends to watch Fakes. You can find all episodes of season one on CBC Gem. And if you're not in Canada, look for it on Netflix. Okay. Okay. I got it. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Like, subscribe, leave us a review if you are so inclined. That helps us find even more listeners and we can keep having rad conversations like the one we had today. Find us at www.yvrscreenscene.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at YVRScreenscene and or at Sabrina. The YVR Screen Scene Podcast is hosted and executive produced by me, Sabrina Rani Mera Firminger, and it's edited by Simon Firminger. Special thanks to Mariana Firminger for recording our Patreon. I'm saying it weird now. Putting Firminger, weird emphasis on Firminger. To Paul Firminger for technical support, and today, not Firminger, Devlet, for the original music. YVR Screen Scene is a division of Fish Flight Entertainment. Join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic film and television scene. And cut! Hey filmmakers, did you know that you can hire top quality, experienced, and professional actors for your films? If you're producing a student film for course credits, working on a web series, a short or a feature film, you can afford to have some of the best talent in the business in your production. How, you ask? Well, UBCP Actor has an ultra-low budget program, which offers a range of options that cover everything from student films to productions with a $300,000 budget. There is a ULB program that will meet your needs, regardless of your budget. To learn more, visit ubcpactor.ca and look for ultra-low budget programs or Email ulbprogram at ubcpactra.ca. Now is the time to jumpstart your dream for the screen.